Now, uh, this message, here we go. I'm going to get into this. I found my, oh, my clock is the dominion mandate. Hallelujah. And, uh, and so uh, <laughs> I just get tickled because I couldn't find the clock in the first service. I found it about 10 minutes in. I thought that was my clock, so I thought I had 11 hours and 19 minutes to preach. <laughs> and uh, so, and so here we go, everybody. Um, this is a... Uh, uh, <laughs> you guys were a little slow to get that, so I, I see I've got to talk a little slower for you. Uh, all right. Um, uh, this uh, particular group of scriptures that I'm going to use are scriptures that form me as a young man. Um, it, we're doing a series of messages back home called Highlights Across the Summer, and they are taking verses that basically uh, God used to form our life, not just teach us, not just something we learned about or to give us direction, something that really our, our whole DNA kind of got formed around, and this is one for me. And uh, there's, there's four groups of people, I think. Uh, some of you are going to say amen. You're going to go, I'm in the middle of that right now, Russ. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, that's a big amen for me. Then there's this other group that the Spirit of God's going to grab you I've been praying for you, prayed for you between services again, prayed for you down here while I was worshiping, that he's going to grab you and shake you like you're in a stupor, not asleep, just kind of in a stupor, like can't quite, you're kind of in a haze, and he's going to shake you back to what he's told you to be, and you're going to be reminded of that. Then there's a, a third group of people, you're going to get awakened to this, because you're going, I've never heard that before, and now if you've been with Pastor Brett, you've heard this, but if you're new around here, you're going to go, hey, that's the first time I ever heard that like that, and um, you're going to be awakened to the first time by the spirit of revelation. Now, it's not going to be just me talking. The Holy Spirit's going to burst something in you like he did me years ago when I first heard this message, and then some of you are going to be challenged today, and your trajectory in your life is going to change forever. You're not leaving this room the same. All right, I want you to say something with me before I read these scriptures. I want you to say, I was not made to lose. I, was not made to lose. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and look at him strong and go, I was not made to lose. Now look back at him and go, then you got work to do, buddy. Here we go, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. I'm a new Christian. I was born again when I was 17 years old, and I started hearing messages, and this scripture kept coming up as a young man. It was just in the world that I was in, and it was there all the time. And now is a scripture that I refer back to about as much as almost any scripture in the Bible. All right, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Then God said... Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Say subdue it. Subdue it. Well, say it like subdue it's supposed to be said. Subdue it. There you go. Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So this is the scripture that commonly gets called the dominion mandate. And philosophies have been built out of these scriptures. Theologies have been formed out of these scriptures. Messages have been preached forever out of those scriptures. Now let's bump over to the New Testament in the book of Hebrews and see what the author of Hebrews has to say about this. He says in chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, It has been testified somewhere. What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. 
Everybody say everything in subjection. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not see everything in subjection to him. One final scripture, Romans chapter 16, verses 19 through 20. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you, Paul says. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent to what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I just love that. I love that kind of language, that he's going to use you and me and the church to crush the enemy under our feet. I like that kind of language. I know there's other language in Scripture. I know God's not a, not, not a heavyweight boxer, but the other part of it is he's strong and he's mighty and he's powerful and he hasn't made me to lose. And my friend, he's not made you to lose. I'm not supposed to lose. As a young teenager, when I came to Christ, I surrendered to Christ. It's like a bomb went off inside of me. Uh, I mean, when I got born again, I mean, I just got radically changed. And, and that bomb that went off in me, I know everybody's story's a little bit different. I can't say that I was under immense conviction that I was horrible because I didn't know that I was. Uh, I mean, I, I hadn't been around this environment to even hear the rules that I was breaking. And I was like a professional commandment breaker, but I didn't know I was. I found out later, I thought, whoa, I was bad. And, uh, but I didn't know I was bad at the time. I just thought I was doing whatever I needed to do to have some fun in life. And, uh, and, and I was breaking every commandment you could find. But this night, this time, this, I kept going to these services, and I didn't understand what that guy was up there saying. And I knew this. I had never felt that much of whatever that was that I later understood to be love. God's love bomb blew up inside of me, and I thought, whatever I got to do, however I got to change, whatever I got to make happen, I am following you, Jesus, however I got to do it. I don't know what that even means, but because of feeling this love, I don't ever want to be away from this. If there's more of this, I want it, and this changed my whole life. Now, who he saved was a piece of work. Um, I mean, when <laughs> I came from a broken home, uh, my, my home was a devastated mess, divorce, uh, tons of physical abuse, uh, every kind of abuse you can think of. Uh, I've, you've heard my story if you've been around me any amount of time. You know, I thought my mother was laying in the kitchen floor dead several times, and I'd get her all up and get her fixed up and get her ready for work the next day. Um, I, my dad was a mess and ended up out on the street. So there's kind of my genealogy. And so I didn't have a lot to work from there. Um, I, I came from a broken home, so I quit high school. I, I left home when I was 16, never went back. And, um, uh, and, and just my whole life was just a, a big, big mess. I did have one thing going for me. I had this incredibly cute and vivacious girl named Debbie. And um, so I just took her right into the kingdom of God with me. I said, look, I'm getting born again. You're going to have to get born again. And uh, actually, it went the other way, but I like taking credit for it. <laughs> when she's not on the front row to reprove me, I take credit for it. But if she were here right now, I'd have to say that Debbie did make the first move to Jesus. And I thought, well, I'm following him, and I've got to follow you. And, uh, and so I'm, I, I went in with her and, and made Jesus Lord of our lives one night. And uh, I had that going for me. And, uh, and, I, and I came into this thing as this total mess of a human being. But this bomb went off. And everything was different for me. And I started hearing about these scriptures. So I've got all of this as my background. I've got no preparation to win. I've got no, no way to even, even the right understanding for what it means to succeed in life. And Jesus goes, follow me. 
And so I, I realized I'm not supposed to lose. I started reading those scriptures. I'm not supposed to lose. I'm supposed to win. I'm supposed to do something with this life that is positive, fruitful, that is, that is going to have impact in the world around me. I'm not supposed to lose. So it meant some things to me. Here's some things that it, that it meant. First of all, I couldn't be a victim. Now, I want to I work with you for a second. I just told you what my past was and without making it ugly so you felt sorry for me because I don't want you to. There was a day someone needed to feel sorry for me, and there's a day someone needs to feel sorry for you. Some of you, someone needs to feel sorry for you right now because of what you're going through, have gone through, and who you are, and what kind of cards that life has dealt you. So don't misunderstand what I'm about to say for the fact that Grace Covenant or Russ Austin or anybody here doesn't care about the pain you're in, because they certainly do. That pain is a big deal. It's a powerful thing in your life. But here's what I learned. That pain being real was forming me. Now the Jesus who loved me wanted to form me differently. He wanted to take away that pain and restore what the pain, what produced that pain took away from me. Because of that, I thought, I've got to follow Jesus. I can't stay here. I'm not made to lose. If I stay here, I lose. If I stay here, I get a divorce. If I stay here, I don't have any friends. If I stay here, I stay lonely. If I stay here, I stay fearful. I stay insecure. I stay everything that that's for me to be. If I don't move from that, I'm stuck there. And Jesus goes, I didn't make you to stay there, son. I didn't make you to lose. Follow me right out of there. So I couldn't be a victim. So at some point, whatever pain you're in, whatever you've gone through, you've got to take this holy word and apply it to your life. You've got to find a holy church and you've got to walk in it and get them to help you live that life. You've got to find a relationship with the Holy Spirit that allows you to walk that life so that you can have victory because you were not made to lose. You were made to have a great marriage. You were made to have great children. You were made to have a great job. You were made to have great friends. You were made to have peace. You were made to laugh. You were made to have joy. There were come great days in your future. Today might be a great day today, but you were not made to lose. Don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. It meant to me I can't be this. People would say, I'm sorry about your dad. I said, look, that's all done. Let me tell you about what Jesus is doing for me. They say, I'm sorry, what happened to you? I go, look, I don't need to talk about that. I'm not ignoring it. I'm being changed. I'm being transformed. My mind is being renewed. My heart is being filled. Joy is in my life. I got something to do. I'm not going to sit there and say, I can't be a father because he was a lousy one. I'm going to be an amazing father because my father is amazing. You understand? So we're not made to lose. Um, I, I, I couldn't let life just happen to me. I couldn't just sit back and go, here comes life, wham. And then it backs up and runs over me again. Then backs up and runs over me again. I'm just laying in the street with life running over me. That's how some Christians look to me. I'm going to get up off that thing, get control of that bus, move it off the road. You were not made to let life happen to you. You were supposed to be going out happening to life. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. It, 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 meant, it meant I couldn't just let the world have, uh, uh, that was outside of me, the, the, the enemy, have his way with it. I had to go make a difference and establish his kingdom. I was made to have dominion. All these verses I started reading, I couldn't let fear control my life anymore. I couldn't be this insecure young man anymore. I couldn't be this. I couldn't give up on a world out there that was formed by demonic influences. Everybody's mad, right? Don't we all know that? Anybody got a long paragraph on how bad the world is you keep around? 
how angry everybody is, how bad everything is, how negative everything is. You can't give up on that world. We have a dominion mandate. If there's anybody that can't give up on the world, it's the church. It can't be just some social justice program. It has to be you and I that work in their schools and work in those work marketplaces and shop in those stores. It has to be you and I that come out in there going, I was made to rule and reign right here. I was called to bring victory to this situation. I was called to bring some joy and some peace and some understanding and some reconciliation and some redemption. That's who I am every day of my life. I was not made to lose, and I won't accept this losing environment one day of my life. Unacceptable. So, yeah, I mean, man was made for dominion. That's what these scriptures were saying. Man was made to win. And I don't mean win like some positive thinking thing, you know, like we're, I'm going to think right, think right, think right. Yeah, as important as that is, the kind of winning we do, sometimes we die to get there. Sometimes some of the winning we do, you know, sometimes you die by supernatural causes. And out of those supernatural causes, you have the resurrected life, and your resurrected life becomes the winning testament in the situation in which God puts you. It's a different kind of winning, but we're made to win. You know, think about the Bible. I didn't do this in the first service. See if I can do this quick enough to make sure I stay done on the right time. I will be done. It's just win. (laughs) But think of these other scriptures, because see, first of all, I heard about this dominion mandate. Then guys kept coming to town, and my pastors kept getting up using things like this. So I just read the list so, uh, to not, because I get excited about this, want to preach on all of them. Live like a good soldier. Put on your armor and stand your ground. The gates of hell won't be able to stop the church Jesus is building. Is anybody feeling the energy in those kind of, the, the militant energy in that? Fight the good fight of faith. He didn't say, get out and kind of sweep through life in faith. That's not the language. He goes, fight the fight of faith. He says, we're more than conquerors. If you're a conqueror, it means you fought something. He's the captain of the Lord of hosts. Perfect love drives out all fear. I love the fact that it drives out all fear. It's not perfect love will kind of make fear kind of dissipate. I like it. Perfect love drives it out. It's got that kind of energy to it. It's that spirit of win and overcome. The word of God is a sharp two-edged sword. The kingdom of God suffers violent. The violent take it by force. It's one of my favorite verses. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty to pull down strongholds. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When you read all the scriptures that go with those statements, and then you get up tomorrow morning, when you go to the restaurant after this, When you get out of this building and go back to your problem, how are you going to be thinking head and heart? What are you going to be like head and heart at that moment of time? Because when you go, I'm losing, you better go, wait a minute. Well, I just want something to come up in every man and woman's mind all week long. I want you to see Russ Austin looking at you in the front of your head going, you were not made to lose. There's too much scripture. The church is too good. The teaching here is too good. The classes are too good. If you don't know how to do something, get a class here. Find somebody to help you. Get in a life group. Don't just do Christianity on casual. Go for it. And when you go for it, you'll start winning. When I read truths like those, I'm thinking, I got to get out there and fight. And then you have to ask yourself the question, because you should be right now in the room. You should be asking this question. So, Wait a minute, Russ, what about all the losses? Uh, Because you've lost, haven't you? Don't be afraid to shake your head right now. Anybody lost? Oh, my gosh. 
It's horrifying, isn't it? When we get these messages on victory, you're going, yeah, and you're all inspired. And then you're going, my bill still ain't paid. She still won't look at me in the car while we ride home because of the fight we had on the way to church. We're always late because of you. No, we're always late because of you. Why you're such a control freak? I'm not a control freak. I just like to be there on time. No, you don't like to be on time. You just like to impress everybody. You're all about yourself, not about you. You don't love me. You don't even care about it. You don't know what it takes to get these children ready while you sit out there and drink your coffee, you fool. And, uh, and so, it's so, all right. <laughs> hey, I got more. Listen, Jim, all these are testimonies of other people. Nothing like being a pastor, coming to church, and you can't even look at each other. And then you go in and go, I got to leave you. God be praised. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> and that's what you did when you came in here, too. You ever, any husband ever felt your wife and you go, I'm going to worship God. And you feel your wife looking at you, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and worship God. Ain't nobody knows in this place what I know about you right now. I am so burning up my clock right now. So let me get back to where the Holy Spirit was at because I don't know if he even went with me over there. And uh, is, has anybody had some loss? I mean, I have lost time. I've wasted years, years on certain things. I'm going, what? I wasn't made to lose that. I've missed opportunities. I've, I've lost, have you? Uh, family member, we've lost family members, we've lost money, we've lost opportunities, we've lost various and sundry battles, we've lost political ground, we've lost cultural influence, we've lost battles with temptation, we've yielded ground in our soul to unforgiveness and unselfishness, we've lost battles with fear, we have struggled to change, and before half a day was over, stumbled right back into what we were. Am I talking to anybody in this room? And you're going, what in the world? Why, Russ, what? That you're going, so what do we do with the losses? Does that mean that your message isn't true? Or does it mean this that losses are the great teachers of life? And so, let me give you a couple of thoughts on this. If you've lost repeatedly to the same thing and you keep looking out there to figure out what's wrong out there, when you root, I thought, again, 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 listen, the answer's in a mirror. There's nothing out there that needs to change. When it's repeated, the loss is God is going, I need you to see that you're stubborn. I need you to see what you won't surrender. I need you to see what you won't humble yourself about. And as soon as you do this, I'm going to move like lightning. And all of a sudden, where you've lost all your life, you're going to start winning. You're one moment of humble repentance and change away from victory. But these repeated losses are there to teach you. Some losses are, are simply because you weren't prepared. There's something you need to learn. God goes, I want you to learn more. And you're going, I just want to win. But God goes, no, I want you to learn more. I don't want to just give you a fish. I want to teach you how to fish. I want to show you how to have victory every day of your life. So I'm going to let you lose, and then you're going to go back, and you're going to find out how to win. I despise this new thing. I, maybe you like it, so folks, just get mad at me. I'll leave here in a minute. But here, here's the thing. I despise this. Everybody wins on the team. Oh, my gosh. What are we teaching our little kids? My, 
I loved it when my sons came home all mad, just mad at the coach, mad at the other team, mad at their players because they lost. And I'd look at them and go, you lost, didn't you? And they go, yeah. And I didn't look at them and go, but you're really a winner, son. You're really a winner. I looked at them. I said, well, what do you think about this loss? They go, we lost. And they go and they go through their set of excuses like every human being does and blame everybody they're going to blame. And I said, what'd you do when he made that move? I did this. I said, well, that, no one does that. That's stupid. And they'd look at me like, and I mean, I felt sorry for them, but I knew what they wanted. They wanted to learn. That loss was teaching them, I need to go learn something. I need to get some more information. I need to find better teaching. I need to get a mentor. You got anybody discipling you? You got anybody in your life? Are you in a life group? Do you miss church services all the time? How in the world are you going to grow with that little bit of preparation? You're going to lose because you're not getting yourself prepared, taught, and trained up. Losses teach us that. They, they get us to go do what we got to do. Some losses uh, teach us that other people can really mess up our life. Now, that is true. Sometimes you're going, ah, they're just terrible. They, and then it teaches you one of the greatest lessons in life, that on the other side of somebody's great sin is this unbelievable power of forgiveness and redemption, and restoration, where God takes your heart in spite of them and makes you amazing, and you learn that you don't even have to fear other people's work in your life because he'll get you through because he didn't make you to lose. When you have the dominion mandate working in you as a philosophy, Resilience is just normal. You can't not get back up. Amen? Can I get somebody to go there? And, um, and I will bring this to a close. Um, you know, some of you need to hear this this morning because you need to get back up. Some of you have decided, I'm, I just keep losing. There's something. I'm just, that's the way it's going to be for me in my life. My friend, my sister, my brother, please know. Please know, Jesus didn't make you for that. You know, there's two great things about your life. One, you never were once. You know that, right? We tend to think we're eternal, but we're not. There was a day you weren't. There's a piece of history you just weren't. Now God goes, I'll have me a Tiffany. I'll get me an Angie. I'll make me a Pastor Brett. I'll make a Casey. But you didn't exist until he decided to make you. That's day number one. I just look at God and go, thanks for making me. Thank you for making me. I didn't exist. You just decided to have me. Number two, thank you for saving me. Because now that you've made me, I'm eternal. I'm created, so therefore I can't be uncreated. I live forever. And you sent Jesus and found me, chased me down, took this young 17-year-old young loser and said, watch what I do with this lump of clay. What's he doing with you? You a lump of clay? Me too. Let him make you amazing. Don't, don't accept anything else. You get up tomorrow and go, I'm not doing very good at this message Russ spoke. Just look in the mirror and talk to yourself. You were not made to lose. You got the word of God. And you've got this right here, and I'll conclude. 
Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So God goes, Jesus goes, I'm going to come help you. I'm going to send something that's going to be amazing. I'm going to give you power to win, to overcome, to do this thing I've called you to do. And then it happens, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I uh, want to finish with this thought. He said, you'll have power. You're Holy Spirit filled. We sang it in that song. I love that song. And now no power, no mountain, nothing can stand in your way, my brother. You can make an amazing marriage. You go, it's a mess. You can make it amazing. You can fill your house. My brothers, you can fill your house with the joy of God, the word of God, the worship of God. Just you alone, sir can change that entire house. But you weren't made to lose. But if you go home and act like a loser, you're denying the presence of the Holy Spirit, the promises of the Word of God, the bounty of this amazing church, the teachings you receive Sunday by Sunday, the fellowship you have with other brothers in your life. My sisters, I could go through the whole same thing for you. We got to bring a winning mentality, kingdom mentality into our lives again because this city needs it. Lost people don't need to see Christians that look just like them. They need to see people that are winning in the things they want to win at. A winner would say this, filled with the Holy Spirit, he'd say, you know what, you can't have my mind. You'd look at the enemy and can't have my mind. I want to tell you real quick and then I'm going to close. There's somebody who's counting on you today. There's a group of you that have been losing that the enemy, that, that, that someone is counting on, that is counting on you, for you today. I'm going to tell you who that is. So as we close, filled with the Holy Spirit, thinking about this message, dominion, who God has called us to be, we get out there and fight. You can't have my mind. That's what we should say. You can't have my heart. You can't have my calling. You can't have my children. You can't have my husband. You can't have my wife. You can't have my joy. You can't have my stewardship. You can't have my obedience. You can't have my family. You can't have my friends. You can't have my city. You can't have my church. You can't have my nation. You can't have my world because I stand here as one who won't lose. It's a mentality you get up with that isn't positive thinking. It comes out of the promises of Scripture and the presence of the Holy Spirit, and it says, I won't lose. got to get up and walk in a room where the devil's afraid of you. Well, you walk in a room and he goes, oh, I'm done. I was doing good till she got here. I was deceiving everybody till he showed up. I was running this house till he got here. Come on, that's the way we're supposed to be. But there's one person that's counting on a group of you. Surprisingly to say it, it's the devil. He's counting on you to hear me like you've heard messages like this a hundred times and then walk right out of here and not do it. 
He's counting on you. Can you live this week to disappoint him? Can you live this week to let him down? They go, not this time. Nuh-uh, not this time. I'm coming to bring the kingdom of God because I'm a child of God. I am blessed and highly favored. I don't have it all together, but I've got all of him, and I'm bringing all of him to bear on the world in which I live. You know what? I'm over, but I'd love to pray for you, but I'll, I'll let pastor decide how that should go. You good? I'd love to just have you stand. Now, it's a little bit awkward, and I understand that. But it's in a room this size, in the first service, there were a number. I'm not going to have you come to the front, but if you would just, you're saying, Russ, I'm losing. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm going to pray for you today, and we're going to believe God to change your trajectory right there where you stand. So if that's you, you go, I'm losing. I, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed to stand up and say it. Or if you are embarrassed, get up anyhow. Because we've all lost and needed a moment where we needed to stand in a setting like this and have somebody pray the prayer of faith over us. So if that's you today, I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God to change your trajectory and that this week is going to be amazing and you're going to get out and win. We're going to disappoint the devil this week. We're going to disappoint the devil. Hallelujah. Let me pray over you. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I come right now and I'm ready to tear down the gates of hell, sir. I pray that you'll move in every man and woman's heart that's standing up right here in front of me, that you'll move in power and might, that the horn of oil will turn up in heaven and anointing will begin to flow on them. And this thing, Lord God, that has steadily defeated them over and over again, we say no more, no more in Jesus' name. I'm coming out and holding on to the promise and I'm going to go in the power of the Spirit and I'm going to change. I'm going to do whatever it takes. If it's me that's got to change, change me, Lord. If somebody around me got to change. Change them, O oh Lord. But I am come to be him who says, I will not lose. Lord God, I pray that you put a confidence and a strength and a boldness and a courage in every one of these men and women. And Lord God, they will live this week to say to the enemy, you will be severely disappointed with who you're going to meet Monday through Saturday until I come back into this house to worship you and give glory to who God has done for me throughout the course of this week. For I, say it with me, I was not made to lose. Say it. I was not made to lose. Bless you.